Palmer founded Horse and Bow with a knowledge of business and a knowledge to the connection horses have with making great leaders. What she didn't know was she would be tapping a market that many don't, a focus more on horsemanship and connection rather than force and fear, something that every great business and team leader knows. She has scaled her Horse and Bow events to twice a month and nearly doubled her ranch's size. Now, let's get to business. My name is Tatiana Ryan. I am your host today, and this is the Businessy Podcast. My guest is such a great person and doing so many wonderful things in the world of business and horses. Today, I have with me Christine Palmer, who is the owner and founder of Horse and Bow in outside of Austin, Texas. Correct? Correct. Just outside of Austin, Texas, in Marble Falls. Now, you have a really interesting title. You are an equine facilitator. And you have founded Horse and Bow. What exactly is your title and what exactly is Horse and Bow? Well, so I got certified in equine assisted learning as a facilitator, and that is kind of an offshoot of equine therapy. So a lot of people are more familiar with the idea of equine therapy. um, But when I was looking to increase my knowledge in connecting with horses and horse communication and all of the things that people can benefit from by being around horses, um, I knew therapy wasn't quite the route I wanted to go. And so equine assisted learning is more about improving um, interpersonal skills relationship building, confidence, trust, all the different things that we can use in our day-to-day relationships, um, but that we can learn through horses who I call the masters of communication. They're just very, very good at that. Um, So Horse and Bow was founded out of the desire to share that with more people as we realized how powerful it was in our own lives to have horses in our yard. You're based right outside Austin, which is a booming business town right now. What can a group expect when they come down to Horse and Bow for one of your training sessions? Well, so we have a lot of different groups come out. Um, My favorite is the business groups because they're business teams that are maybe struggling with ineffective communication or a lack of trust in their relationships or maybe low morale. And typically the team leader is looking to increase performance, you know, improve productivity from the team. And so we have a lot of different exercises that we do with the horses that can help people understand where they are failing to communicate clearly or maybe why they're getting a certain reaction from their coworkers when they behave a certain way or say a certain thing. Um, So that's one group that we tend to work with. Um, Secondarily, we have a lot of people coming out for mindfulness and meditation kind of exercises. So for instance, we have a yoga retreat happening in November. They're doing the retreat near us and they're gonna come to us at the end and do some mindfulness and meditation exercises with the horses. Uh, Horses have a really special gift um, of living in this high state of coherence where they're kind of in balance and calm and peaceful. And we can physiologically feel those effects in our own body when we're around them. So doing activities like meditating or other kind of mindfulness practices can be incredibly powerful around horses. Well, and the other way around with team building, horses can sense a lot about humans that humans sometimes don't even sense about themselves. That's exactly right. And the horses respond. I say it's like putting your behaviors on a big screen because they're either acting like a mirror where they literally reflect back at you what's happening, 
or they react to the way you just behaved or the energy that you're giving off. And you can see like, whoa, that's how I'm affecting people, Um, which is just there's really no other way to get that kind of immediate, raw and honest feedback in a totally non-judgmental way. Because we, we tell ourselves a lot of stories. So if somebody else were to criticize or give us that feedback, we might be like, oh, well, they just don't like me or they just don't understand. A horse is, you know, they don't know what happened before you came. They don't know what your goals are. They don't know what you've been through. They're just responding to the energy, the vibe, the you know behaviors that you're putting out there. Um, so it's, it's really powerful for people to experience and then say, maybe I do need to look at this. And is there a way that I can change my behavior uh, ultimately to get a better result? You know, if what you're doing is working for you and you have, you know, no issues in your life, then you don't need this, (laughs) but people that are, you know, maybe struggling to connect or communicate can really learn a lot from a couple hours with a horse. Okay. So I wanted to clarify something for the listeners because horse and bow you do not specifically do like you do have outings riding the horses, but you're not a riding academy. You are strictly on the ground, but you do sometimes have trainers come out to deal yeah. with the horses. That's right. So we um, we have just found that we love increasing our skills, improving our riding, and um, you know, other people sometimes want to do that. But what we really wanted to share with people is that having a relationship with a horse can really change your life. And so almost all of the activities that we do are non-riding and they involve challenges, kind of like a team that comes out to do a low ropes course or a high ropes course, those kind of trust activities you would do with each other. We put forth a challenge with the horse and it's something like walk your horse through this obstacle course or without touching your horse, move it to this other area of the arena. And the group has to work as a team to figure out how to do that. So they're all on the ground. Nobody is riding a horse and no one has complete control of a horse. They have to motivate them, um, which is kind of how it is with humans, right? We can't actually make somebody do something. And I mean, I suppose you can by fear or violence, right? But what you want is for a willing partner to work with you towards a goal and to accomplish the task. And that's what we get with horses because there's really no forcing a 1200 pound animal to do anything. (laughs) You have to convince them that they want to do this. And there's a really specific way we can do that um, by being really mindful leaders, by thinking through what can motivate and bring connection with the horse and then acting that out. Um, the, the, it's, it's fascinating to learn because we start by talking about horse communication, the herd structure, the prey predator mentality. And when you learn these things, you, you start picking up on, ah, if I do this, I should get this response from the horse, but sometimes we do it too big or we don't do it big enough and we don't get the response we want. And that's where we start being able to finesse our communication, um, and our ability to connect with the animal. Well, I brought that up because a lot of riding academies or if somebody takes lessons or just goes out and and competing with their horses, a lot of that is, as you said, fear-based. You know, Um, you have a trainer, you're not there all week with a horse, you're not doing that horsemanship with the horse, but you want to get on and compete and mm -hmm. out comes the whip and out comes the, you know, the nasty behavior, which translates into how you work with your teams. Mm. Oh man, that's, that's really powerful. It's true. I mean, there's a lot of opinions in the equestrian world about different training styles and different ways of doing things. Um, I, I, I understand a lot of people just really want to grow their skills as the human. 
and there's maybe just a little bit less concern about the relationship. But I think, you know, the reason that happens is just the motivation of the client. You know, what is the client coming for? And a lot of time the client is coming to learn to ride, to learn to jump, to compete because, you know, they want to challenge themselves. Um, and so a lot of barns will fulfill that need and that request, you know, really well. Um, mine is totally different. I'm just really interested in people understanding how magnificent horses are, how much joy and support and love they can bring into our lives. And so I think I'm attracting that kind of client who's really more interested. It's human development, but in a different way that really, um, I think is really honoring and respecting to the horse. Um, and so we, we do really pay attention to a lot of horse welfare practices and, and, you know, doing things the best way we can for the horse's benefit because that makes them the more willing partner and the more, um, you know, effective partner in teaching the humans. So it's ultimately a win-win for us that, that we do it this way. As you said before, it isn't all cowpoke. You don't, you have yoga that goes on there. You have all different kinds of retreats and you also have a lot of things around the barn itself that, yeah. you know, it, you can make it like a week destination where you're doing different things and have, horse and bow as one of the activities. Correct. Yeah. So the hill country area of Texas, which is what we're kind of in the Northwest section of, um, has so many different things that you can do. So we try to provide a couple of fun things that people can do as a day retreat activity here. We can do archery. Um, we have a sauna and cold plunge. So we just started offering cold plunge during our days when people want to <laughs> challenge themselves in a totally different mental um, way. And then we have all of our horse activities, but we've got Lake LBJ not far from us for boating things. We've got the zip lining not far from us. There's a really cool off-roading experience 20 minutes away. So a lot of people are are making it kind of um, a staycation from Austin where they come out for a couple of days and just find some local accommodations near us, which there are some fabulous ones um, in the area um, and others. Yeah. We've had groups come out from like California and they're doing that strategic planning or that once every couple of years get together and they make a whole week out of it and find different activities to do. And, and we can, we can provide the opportunity to do something a little bit different. You know, it's super fun, but there's a lot of learning involved in it as well. So there's um, some personal growth and development that can happen as well. Now, have you gotten feedback from your clients? So, so any type of breakthroughs that they've made with their teams or within themselves? Yeah, that's such a that's such a great question. At the very end, I love to ask for them to write out a little note card of what they learned just so that I can understand, you know, where the ahas are happening. Because every person, you can't spend an entire day here and not have some sort of like, whoa, I didn't know I was doing that. Um, so I've got, I actually keep them up on a little board here because it's so, uh, inspiring to me to see, but yeah. So the first person wrote back to relax, trust, and understand my limits and boundaries. And that was from a horse who literally said, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to move. And she was in this situation where she knew what she was supposed to do, move this horse around this arena and then stop in the center, could not get the horse to go there. And she said, but you know what it felt like was she was saying, I'm done this is enough. And she didn't have to throw a hissy fit about it. She didn't get loud. She didn't bark or growl. She just stopped. And so she said, I really learned that I can have boundaries when I've reached those limits. I can just say, this is enough. And for some reason that, that was something she had been, you know, like grappling with for the weeks prior. And when she saw the example, the physical example of the horse do what she's been thinking she needs to do, she was like, that's it. And now every time she feels like her limits are being pushed, she can say, I can just 
stop and take a breath and say, no, thanks. I'm done. Um, so that was one. And then another one I'll read. It's okay to depend on other strengths in your weakness. My community is supportive and cheering me on. Um, so the, the, some of them are just really personal moments where people are saying, you know, I was trying to hide this or I was trying to work through this and I just need to let go, you know, and this is accept that this is how it is or um, allow others to come in and support because uh, that's that's a big one that we've seen in business teams more than any other is um, one person will have a good idea. But the, and the rest of the team will observe and watch and let them try. But nobody else comes into support and, and get to the goal, you know. And so it's hard. They can make a little bit of progress, but not until the whole team comes in and adds on that support can they ever reach the goal. So sometimes it's really just that visual that people, they know these things. We hear, like, support your team, right? But if you don't actually have an experience where you see and feel and hear this happening, you just it, it just doesn't cement the learning any better way. Have you ever had someone like this is not goat yoga? This is not horses are way different ballgame. A lot of people are very fearful of horses yeah. because they're so big. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody make that total breakthrough where they said, all right, I was not doing this from the get go and I got jumped in. And I realized what it was like to be that team member with a horse who does not communicate verbally, right. but shows those, those signs. Yeah. So, you know, what I think you're hitting on that it reminds me of is almost at every training, there's someone who's scared of horses, who's actually very fearful and uncomfortable. And um, we try, we allow, my kids actually taught me this phrase that they have at summer camp, which is called challenge by choice. So I let people decide how close they're going to get. There's, we, we do a very extensive safety talk at the very beginning, and then people can choose whatever distance they want to be from the horse or even across a fence line, or they can have a person um, who's more experienced than them closer to the horse. So they're just outside of the horse. And so a lot of people who start uncomfortable, will start with that. They'll create some boundaries. We'll talk through what will make them comfortable and where they would like to position themselves so they feel safe but I've never had anyone get to the end and not touch the horse so that's always my goal is that someone gets to the point where they're comfortable enough that they can go up and approach the horse and touch the horse um and they 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 always get there they always find that after enough uh exposures and experiences and watching and starting to understand it's really understanding that communication because if you can see from the horse's behaviors, like the laying of the ears back or how their head is, the laying of the ears back is them being upset, right? So you start seeing that, you know, to back off, right? But you, we also teach those relaxation signs, like the slow blink of an eye or the droop of the head tells you that this horse is very calm and comfortable. And so as soon as people really start reading that horse language, they can say, okay, I'm, they're okay, so I can be okay. Um, and so by the end, I've, I've always had people say, I feel so differently. You know, I came in uncomfortable and now I feel interested and curious and I want to do more. I've had quite a few people say, can I come back individually just to continue increasing my comfort level with horses? And I, I just absolutely love that because it's a change in perception um, that really can have an impact. Even then you apply that to life. Let's be curious about other situations that we might be fearful of or uncomfortable with initially, if we go in a little more open and curious, learn what we need to learn, we can get to the point where we can engage and uh, move forward. 
Now let's talk about the other part of the horse and bow name, the archery section yeah. that you have. And now you just told me about the, the full plunges and the saunas and everything that you have going on there. Does that help with sometimes maybe starting with the archery first and then getting them into the horses? So I actually like to do it the opposite. I think archery is kind of an ultimate mindfulness challenge because you have to really control your breathing and focus your attention and let go is the key. When you let go of all that this bound up energy, you're pulling, 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 and you have to just let go. And it's something that's actually quite hard for me. So I love to start with the horses. We start learning that communication. We start learning that mindfulness. And then it's kind of that ultimate test at the end. Can you hit the target? And so we'll go through and create some kind of competitions when we've got teams and we'll give a little bit of coaching. But it's really that ultimate challenge at the end that tests have you accomplished something in your mindfulness and your growth towards your ability to focus um, and, and hit that target. And the same thing with a cold plunge, which my husband has been doing for a very long time. And I just started recently due to some lower back pain. And I cannot believe how much my breath work practice has changed since doing that. It's just, it, it is really such a mind game to get yourself into that cold temperature. And the way that I have found that works for me, there are different techniques, different people use, but for me, focusing on some breath work techniques that I've been practicing just in normal life have really changed my ability to sink a little lower, sink a little lower, handle the colder temperature. So that was something I recently said, hey, we need to include that in the next one, because if people want to challenge their ability to really control mind over matter, uh, the cold plunge is a really fascinating way to do it. As you just said, you're adding new programs as you move along with the mind over matter, mindfulness, being able to, you know, connect with teammates or that you may not even like. You know? Yes, <laughs> that happens for sure. <laughs> do you, what do you foresee for the future? Are you going to bring in any new things? Well, we actually are really hoping to build out like an Airbnb style um, location on our property. So we initially moved out here and purchased 30 acres after moving out of Austin and it had a house in the barn and we started adding the horses. And then um, our neighbor's property came for sale. So we purchased the 20 acres that adjoins ours. And so that has the start of what could be a really nice barn dominium and um, you know team accommodation. So eventually we'd love to add the ability for people to stay on the property, hold their strategic meetings, um, you know, do the campfire thing at night, all the cornhole and games, ping pong, you know, all the fun things that you can do with your team so that we can be more of that one-stop shop and allow people to um, just do the day thing or do the, you know, full weekend or full week thing right here on the property. That's so great to know. Absolutely. Where can people find you on social media so they can find out more about Horse and Bow or you yourself or what other experiences other people have had? Neat. Well, so we can, uh, we are on Instagram and on Facebook as Horse and Bow. I think on Facebook as Horse and Bow ATX. And then I am pretty active on LinkedIn. So people can message if they've got a business team that wants to come out um, and you'll have the link for that uh, for to be able to reach out on LinkedIn. That's awesome. Yes, I'm going to link everything in the podcast description itself so people can reach out very, very easily and get their teams coordinating, working together, 
being able to communicate better. Yes, you're right. We are, we've been through a tricky couple of years, right? And we've lost a lot of ground, I feel like, on social skills. So some of the basic interpersonal skills, just brushing up on that can really make a huge difference in your day-to-day experience. Christine, thank you so much for being here and talking to me and everyone else about Horse and Bow. Again, I will link everything in there. And I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Christine. Thank you.